So I want to talk about uh, two different topics today. One is the Trans Mountain Pipeline and the today's court order that the federal government um, is no longer allowed to proceed without uh, further consultation with the uh, indigenous groups of British Columbia, as well as uh, I'd like to talk about Victoria, my, uh, the, the city I live in. Now I'm part of Greater Victoria and we've talked about amalgamation and the fact that I live in an insane city that's actually 12 or 13 cities, badly run, uh, a bit of a chaos um, bringer uh, because of how many different uh, city halls and municipal halls and yada yada we have. It's a little crazy. So we, uh, I'm driving into Victoria today and it's nuts. Every artery into and out of Victoria is completely jammed. Completely jam-packed. And it's completely jam-packed so badly it seems purposeful and uh, I can't imagine that the traffic in Victoria isn't purposeful because of how bad it is on literally and I know I'm using that word probably incorrectly on um, every single solitary artery into and out of Victoria has construction on it has traffic jams has um, some form of project going on uh, that um, slows down traffic and uh, impedes the ability of constituents from the other municipalities that make up the Greater Victoria District. Uh, it seems purposeful to stop people from going into Victoria. And that's sad to me. That's sad to me because ultimately Victoria has a lot to offer the other communities that make up the the capital region I think that I think that I can't imagine why the mayor and the councillors of Victoria proper have decided to make it so uncomfortable for all of the other 12 municipalities to do business with them if I had a store in Victoria, if I had, if I ran a business in Victoria, I would number one acknowledge that most people who work in Victoria live outside of Victoria. They live on the West Shore. They live in Saanich. They commute to work. Victoria has become a commuter's nightmare, while allowing no increase of density to the city itself. It's just now starting to allow density, density that they didn't allow for the last 20 years that they should have, which explains our housing crisis. Um, the reason that it's as bad as it is right now is because of nimbyism, that they didn't allow increased density, so the West Shore met the need for increased housing, and uh, that would be Callwood, um, Langford and Souk and because they did it now Victoria seemingly is fighting back to make those people not come to Victoria it makes no sense to me it blows my mind up you can't have a workforce that doesn't live in your town and then no ability to commute into that town it just it's just shocking to me I don't understand it 
so, okay, I'm done ranting about that because it's so stupid. It's just stupid, people. This is the curmudgeon in me. There we go. Today, the name of my podcast is appropriate. I am curmudgeonly ranting. Okay, moving on, because I can't offer any solutions, because I can't say what what needs to be done, because they've so broken the road system in Victoria. I have to deliver into it regularly, but I, I, I never come here anymore unless I have to for business purposes. It's just so broken. Victoria, fix yourself. Amalgamation, please. Amalgamation, please. Okay, moving on to the second topic. Trans Mountain Pipeline. Minutes after the court said that the consultation with Indigenous tribes in British Columbia was not um, appropriately done, um, that uh, the uh, NEB, the National Energy Board, and their review stopping at the shoreline and not considering the um, shipping effects uh, on the wildlife in British Columbia, and they purposely did that because they knew they would lose on that one, um, uh, that that was irresponsible and again, not appropriate. And so they lost, the federal government lost their case against uh, uh, one of the, I think, a number of the local uh, 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 indigenous tribes of Victoria or of British Columbia. Good for them. Um, I, I think that they uh, fought a good fight and I think that they won fairly and squarely and I'm really happy that they did. Not because I'm against the pipeline, because actually the pipeline is only going to bring one more vote a day. Um, the U.S., the Americans in, on the Seattle part of our same shore um, uh, send way more votes than we will in, in Vancouver. So uh, ultimately, I think the impact, they will find that the impact is negligible. And it probably, that part of the review will go forward. It's the indigenous um, uh, consultation that um, is going to be a real problem for them because those kids don't want it. They don't want it and they fairly don't want it. Uh, they don't want it for legitimate reasons. And um, I don't know that uh, the uh, Trudeau government's gonna be able to buy these guys off. So minutes after the court case, the shareholders of uh, uh, Kinder Morgan agreed to the sale uh, of the pipeline to the Canadian government for four and a half billion dollars. If I was Trudeau right now, I'd be walking away from that deal and saying, I'll offer you a billion. Because there's no way those shareholders didn't wait. If, if so, Because what would have happened is if that court case had come out in favor of Kinder Morgan, those guys would have um, said no to that deal and they would have uh, kept it to make profit um, because they would have been able to get their pipeline through. Once the court came out and said, no, nah, you didn't treat, you didn't work fairly with the indigenous folk in the, our, our area. You didn't work fairly um, in your NEB uh, 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 environmental process. Uh, if they had said the opposite of what they said, those guys would have asked for more than the four and a half billion. So now that they the, they didn't get the court order that, the, that they wanted, um, the Canadian government should come back and say it's not worth four and a half billion. It's worth a the, we'll risk a billion on it. But that, and I don't even think they should do that. I think they should walk away from the deal. To be honest, I don't think that this pipeline. Maybe another will, but this pipeline probably isn't going to go through. You know, through force, truth, through you know, just force of will, it might. 
but I think it's uh, this is the issue that's going to kill Trudeau if Trudeau does not survive the next uh, election. Uh, this issue uh, was irresponsibly managed, and that Bill Morneau is the person whose shoulders this should rest on, and Bill Morneau is the person who needs to lose his job. Um, if you uh, live in the riding that Bill Morneau, our finance minister, and I gotta say, I'm a centrist, you know, I think that government's really good at some things, and I think that uh, private industry is really good at other things, but I gotta say, uh, Bill Morneau taking this uh, project private and wasting billions of the Canadian taxpayers' monies on this bad investment. He's the one who needs to lose his job, people. If you're in his riding, please vote for anybody but Bill. Um, he does not deserve to be the finance minister of Canada. He does not. He do, has not proven himself to be a trustworthy and responsible finance minister. He has been irresponsible with our money, and, which is weird because uh, his his company is all about being responsible with money. So why he's been so flagrant with the taxpayers' money of Canada, I don't understand. And he deserves to lose his job, and his. If he didn't own uh, the Morneau, uh, what's I can't even remember the name of it now. If he didn't even, if he didn't own that finance company and he ran it like this, he would lose his job. This is this is wow, insane. I wish you all the best. I'm done ranting. It's been ten bloody minutes, and I'm sorry it's so long. Love y'all. Peace out. Do good.